like, do you want to like harmonize with it? Politically assisted. Mm, maybe we'll just use that, what you just did. Great. We can just say that. All right, guys. Welcome to Politically Uncensored. Welcome. With me, Zakoy Uncensored, and Dijon, a.k.a. Spicy underscore Mustard. Is it? Yes, that is I, Spicy underscore Mustard. Make sure you guys follow us both on social media. And I have one thing to say. Gay life is hard. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? How's your weekend? My weekend was pretty chill. Like, I just really just took the time to just do some reading, do some self-wellness as far as just cleaning up around my place, you know, getting ideas of what I want to do with my place. So... You know, nothing too much. Just spend time with self. Yes, self? I love that. Um, you know, I'm all for self-love and self-care and all of that. Exactly. It's important. Um, this weekend, for the most part, I would say was kind of similar. Um, and then I went to an here, my first live show um, for a podcast, Kiss and Tell Radio, which was really, really amazing. It was a good show. Um, it was interesting because I feel terrible because I'm like, I don't do anything. Like, I do not go. <laughs> I'm not, I'm horrible at this whole networking thing because I'm a boring person. Like, I don't really go out, like, do stuff. So I went to this and <laughs> it was from like four to seven. Yeah. My friends get there and it's like, we get there like five. And um, I'm like, okay, cool. But it was like the mingling part in the beginning. So everyone was just like socializing. And then it went into the show. Yeah. Um, and by the end, it was a really, really great show. But at the end, when everyone was standing around and like socializing and, you know, talking about the show and everything, I was so ready to go. And I felt so bad. Because <laughs> I feel like I did my part by going and like having a great time. Yeah. To be social for so long before I'm like, okay, like. Okay, the party has to end. Let's go. I'm a, it's good. Amazing. It was pretty awesome. It was just conversation. It was a lot of connecting and like understanding. It was a safe space. It was really, really good. I really enjoyed it. So, um, yeah. Oh, cool. That sounds like a fun weekend, then. All right, Kiss and Tell Radio is my friend. Um, it's a podcast, and it's really, really good. Okay, so basically, I have been getting a lot of like a lot of backlash about the fact that I'm still drinking starbucks and supporting starbucks so yeah but again oh sorry i mean go ahead i just see comes into me because at the end of the day it's like i do like starbucks i do enjoy starbucks so people that have been like coming at me about it first of all you don't know my stance on the whole starbucks situation and and again but there's not much stance to have on it what so what is your stance i'm saying hell bitch i'm still drinking my starbucks too (laughs) i i i'm not letting my coffee be deterred because of one ignorant person. Hell no. I'm saying as you all saw and clear, Starbucks was on top of the shit, in my opinion. Now, were they negligent in hiring somebody uh, piss poor? Yes, but how many companies out here got somebody in their office right now that probably would do the exact, exact same shit? You probably got one or two if you look around in your office. So my thing is, you can't put all that pressure on Starbucks as a company. Like, oh, and that's what I say. Like, again, don't get me wrong. I love social media and like how it has like made everybody aware really of what's going on in this world. But again, situations like that, 
it's like some people again people blow it up and make it bigger than what it is because like i said if starbucks took the initiative to the day after it happened the owner of the company flew the guys he he, he had a flew down to the company he had a flew them out to him or he flew down to where the guys were talked to them apologized again bigger than what anybody else would do out here but not even that he stopped it and said that he was going to plan a i guess whatever whatever course it was on um i guess how to deal with uh ethnicity uh, in the workplace and they executed and shut down the store for a day which upset a quite a few of us because a bitch needed my coffee exactly. that morning they shut it down but they're doing the work to make it better so it's like people shut the fuck up because oh, no. like, I, I, like, like, like 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 we can't keep making a bigger deal out of well not make a, a bigger deal out of things than what they should be like if they're if you see that people are trying to do the right thing let them do the right thing because again when you up here harping on people about trying to correct their wrongs okay you just gonna cause them to just want to keep doing wrong so sh give them the acknowledgement okay we appreciate that you did that and leave it alone shit now if they do it again then that's where as they say uh you fool me once shame on me me no home you fool me once home shame on you fool me twice shame on me something like that yeah <laughs> but listen i don't think that my thing is i don't think that what happened with that particular Starbucks is a reflection of the entire company. I mean, exactly. I think that Starbucks has thousands of locations. So to me, it's just more a representation of that specific store and that specific manager. It is not their company mm -hmm. to kick someone out that is black. Exactly. Because I have, I have a wonderful experience at my Starbucks every time I go. Me as well. Can the bitches spell my name? Hell no, but not many bitches can. But, but <laughs> you know, they give me good conversation. I come in there bumping my tunes and they talk to me. I think that is one of those things where it's like, I don't personally feel as though this is reflective of the entire company. This is one situation with one manager and he has very poor taste in that particular store. And yeah. I go to plenty of Starbucks and there's people there that don't buy anything, black, white, wherever, and you can use the Wi-Fi or whatever things may be. It was just exactly you're using bad judgment. Now, what also just pissed me off about it is the fact that people are coming at me because, oh, you're black, you're still drinking Starbucks. I'm sick of people, and this Kanye thing is just an example of people and want to be a part of these trendy boycotts. At the end of the day, y'all niggas are still eating Chick-fil-A. Y'all niggas are still supporting the NFL. Y'all niggas Love. are still, like supporting so many problematic ass, you know, companies. Now, Don't me about my morning fucking cup. Exactly. Okay. Now no. that's an even bigger deal because I bet you ain't now one of them niggas come come Monday football gonna turn off that damn TV. Of course, um, I think that everyone should by now have watched at least one episode of Pose. Pose, uh, such a life changing show. I love it. I love it so. If you have not seen it, people, you are truly missing out on something that is phenomenal and something that is just, uh, just life changing and just, uh, I love it. Sorry. No, it's pretty good. It's pretty amazing. And I will say that I remember um, whenever you first talked about it, you were in our group chat and you were like, you guys should watch the show Pose. It's like the modern day Paris is burning and I had no intention on watching it. I yes. Well, yes, I like maybe you took my words a little bit too, um, uh, too real, uh, I guess, too to heart. 
Well, to a certain extent, I, I automatically thought documentary. And I just didn't want to watch a documentary at the time. <laughs> Documentaries is how we learn. Yes, but I didn't really enjoy Paris is Burning. And I know what? That is an iconic film, baby. That is uh now that I, is a movie. I enjoy Pose. Reading came from Shane. I mean, sorry, Shane came from reading. Look. Movie is amazing. I enjoy it, but I do think it was kind of educational. I just wasn't as entertained. Like, documentaries have the tendency to be a little, like, boring. Yeah. Well, I guess I was more so entertained by, like, just, like, the fact of how their lives came to be. Like, you know, with one of them, she was aspiring to be a model. And, like, to see where she was coming from as far as, like, within the ballroom scene and, like, how it get her the confidence to even try to go up there and actual audition with like people who were actually became big models so it's like she had the potential but just because of her trans identity it kind of held her back i mean yeah i think that the good thing about pose so the first episode we can start there was absolutely amazing i cried from like when i from when the beat dropped uh it was so good. And one thing I noticed is that it's so it's telling so many different um angles of different people that exist in the community. Yeah. And I thought it was so interesting that the fact that they're really shining a light on each individual. And um oh my gosh, it's just I don't even know where to start. It's just amazing. Yeah. Well, well let's start that because you because as you were saying earlier, it made you cry. What made you cry? The, it's actually crazy. The part that made me cry out of all of it was um, the main character getting into dance school. And that then was just so special. How, you know, he was really down to his last. And, and the fact that he really didn't believe in himself. And it was just an amazing story. Like, oh, my gosh. And, like, the speech that Blanca gave whenever she had to go and get him that audition to the teacher. Baby, was, she fought for that child. It was everything. It was like literally breakfast. his own damn parents and he fighting his ass. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, sorry uh, to be a little bit out there, but his daddy had me so pissed off. Tell myself, um, how could you do this to me? Sir, this is not about you. This is about this young man and what he is going through. I was like, I was so over it. But... The more shocking part was like, I expected the mother to have like some type of like defense, and but this here she come literally blew me. Like I cannot believe it. I yeah. was taken aback. I was like, wow. But again, it's good to see that on TV because, like I said, like some people like think it's a joke. Like you know, like this is actually some people's lives, and it's like to people to say that like this is like oh a sin or whatever that is like so bigger than that. It's like, who do you think will wake up every day and want to choose this lifestyle, people? Like, you can actually see that little boy was in so much pain. And like, when nobody even went over there to try to like, because even in the background, you saw people watching. There's like, even nobody even tried to go help him. It was like, ugh, that's um, why I got emotional. I'm like, that was just so sad. It was very sad, but I think that what it showcased is the fact that it's not easy. Um, exactly. I always think that as a gay man or anyone in the LGBT community. community. Yeah. But that's a certain strength that is 
unparalleled because I think that it takes a lot of strength and courage and like it takes so much resiliency to be able to say I'm going to be me unapologetically exactly with all the consequences that you have to deal with and even you know resent family like that shit is really really extremely difficult and I think that it makes it's, it's a certain kind of strength it really yeah, does because like that can do a lot on a person like as we've seen like a lot of people are out here taking away lives just because they feel uncomfortable in them skin but in their own skin and because they don't feel like they have the support systems and it's like sh- uh, sh- this show is like going to change the life of so many people out there and going to give so many people out there confidence to like live in their own skin they're like it just makes no sense like that's like why nobody is watching this show like like this show needs its own course in in uh elementary schools it is so good like I uh something about people saying that netflix should now pick it up so that the streaming numbers uh, x does not matter as much i don't know about that now i'm not sure exactly but i do know it being on mainstream television that numbers are important yeah because like fox like no like fox is like like and like don't get me wrong i understand netflix is blowing up right now but i don't think it would have the same integrity that fox is giving it right now like fox is giving it the production quality that it needs and what it deserves like netflix i feel like it would and no like i said no offense to netflix but i feel like it would cheapen it and no, this story, this story is too honest and too and too true to to be tr- to be told in that manner. I agree. Um, the only thing is, I think with like I said, we know that numbers matter. But to me, if this fucking show does not do as well or better than fucking Empire or Star, no shade to the fans of Empire and Star. Yeah, no shade. Because I, 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 I love both of those shows as well. I absolutely don't watch either one of them, but I um. This show I love them. It's pretty amazing. The writing is impeccable. The the dialect. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So good. It's so good. So good. Like this show just knocks like checks off every box. Like I was just saying to myself like today, like if they don't sweep the boards at like the Emmys, like you're delusional. Because well, <laughs> it takes numbers. Like, it need views. It's gonna need numbers. And to be honest. You know, it's gonna take us as a community to really support it, and and, like, and that's what I've been trying to tell everybody to support this show because it is definitely a must see. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, so first episode was like really good. I guess the main part was him being kicked out, and you know, then moving to New York to um find his dream. Now, my thing is, although these are not any of my stories, I will say, yeah. Some- um, I think it's amazing because it, it's definitely educational. Even me being a black queer man, yeah, I'm very knowledgeable on the ballroom scene, and mm-hmm. I never really indulged. I've not, I don't really know much about it, but I feel like I'm learning so much about it. And I think that it's, you know, a need for people outside. First of all, people in the community and people outside the community to know and to see, um, exactly what they went through and like being, exactly. No fucking joke. Like that shit was you, Hold on, what'd you say now? I said being gay in the eighties was no joke. Like that shit was intense. Exactly, because like these people first off had to fight 
well, fight for acceptance. Then also at the time, because you'll see with Blanca's character, they were fighting for their lives just to stay alive because at that point in time, the whole AIDS epidemic was becoming a big deal. So it's like to even see that being broadcast on TV, it was like, oh my gosh, like they are like really going there with like the elements that people like shade away from. Now I'm like, Pose, like you guys are really going there and I'm like proud to like see that on TV. It's very raw. Yes. It's very transparent. They're not sugarcoating shit. And I'm <laughs> at all. Is Cause I was like, because I even like skip forward a little bit, but like to the third episode, like, and again, sorry if it's a spoiler to anybody, but you should have you should have seen it by now. And if you and if you haven't, I can forge you the box pass coach just DM. But <laughs> no, like to show like how even realistic they got with it, and like to how kind of I won't say gory, but it definitely wasn't a pleasing sight. But when they went to the hospital. For the first time, to actually go see like patients in the hospital who have been affected with the virus, like the one young man who was the dancer, his robe was covered in feces, and like he had like blood on his sheets. It's like y'all left these people in that kind of condition. Like, like don't, don't get me wrong, I understand that at that time it was a fear because nobody knew how it was being transmitted. But however, you guys signed up to be someone who's in charge of medicine to take care of individuals, but to see the child was left them to the side like that, it was like, wow. Like to know that that was people's story. Like I could never have imagined to go through nothing or anything like that. Right, right. One thing I want to touch on that was very interesting to me because it's something I've brought up to friends of mine before, um, just discussing as a gay male or anyone gay in the community, obviously, sex education is something that we are not really given by our parents. Yes, it's very taboo. Right. It was interesting to me when Blanca was giving um, sex education. (laughs) Gay life is hard. Say what? No, that's what she said. uh, Gay life is hard. Oh my gosh, you're (laughs) making up the whole season, clearly. Look, she is giving me line after line. I love her. But no, what were you saying? But um, I was saying, I was asking my friends that a while ago, and I was like, you know, when it comes to learning about your sexuality, and whether it's intercourse, whether it's um, STDs, whether it's all of these things, I'm exactly. like, is it some, I, I wonder if anyone ever gets that sex education in our demographic from- Yeah, because like, I personally never, like my parents have never had the sex talk with me. And it's like, I, even like nowadays when I ask them like, why did you never have that kind of conversation with me? Because I feel like, did y'all just expect me to like just pick it up and just learn by myself? Like, why why are those conversations not had in the household? Like, is that is that something that like you and your mother had conversations about? No, no we didn't. And but also it makes me wonder, even if I was straight or my brother who is straight, I wonder if he did. Um, because even people who are straight, let's be clear, I feel like really rarely in our community. Yeah. Um, their talk necessarily like it's kind of like a thing where they know it's gonna happen um one of my cousin who's female said her mom just put her on birth control at a certain age like never really talked to her about sex but she got her <laughs> like damn her- like oh. like like no education or why you doing this or why i'm taking this pill just here take this and- I think that, like they think 
and most parents know that sex is something that's natural and eventually that we're going to come to terms with. So that what they do is try to just prevent, I guess, pregnancy and certain things. Okay, true, but okay, still educate them on, I'm saying, don't just give them the shit and say, just go ahead with like, educate them on why it's important. Educate them on why they may want to abstain from it. Like, but I mean, again, as I said, as we're discussing, it is something that's taboo. Let's be clear. I mean, I think that they put sex education in the um, in in schools now, and I do remember mm-hmm. learning about it in school, but not really going too deep into it. And um, I think that obviously with black parents in general, like not all of them, but some and a lot, it's like they send their children to school and how many of them really talk to their children about the education they're receiving and the things they're learning in school is like, like, Drea you know, don't even want to sign her child's uh, permission slip, so I know they talking to them about that. <laughs> Girl. I'm, but um, what I remember, like me personally, I was a late bloomer. I consider myself a late bloomer. I didn't in, indulge into intercourse until like 18, 19. Me um, too. Yeah, and I know a lot of my friends were fucking at like 14, like, I don't know, like, they were getting it in. Child. I'm like, I nothing about sex, really, for one. But then, also, I remember, like, my curiosities, and, like, when I started masturbating, and, like, looking at gay porn. Yeah. When I found out that, like, the penis actually went into the, like, the anal hole. I remember being terrified. Like I like, Why? I did not know that's what happened. Like I thought <laughs> just dry humped. Like I thought you just dry humped. Dry humped. Yes, that's what I thought. That was my idea of sexual intercourse. <laughs> Me not being knowledgeable. So when I found out oh. No, you were trying to stick <laughs> sausage inside this <laughs> in hole. <laughs> I think like Oh my gosh, I know that's painful. And I was terrified. And that was one of the reasons I waited so long to have sex. I remember just being, this shit does not look fun to me. (laughs) And I was terrified. And I remember being a virgin for the longest. And I started to, like, you know, mess around a little bit. But I would never, like, go that far. Like, of course, because I was terrified of it. Like, so I was, I don't know. I was, I was probably the worst person to mess with, actually. But I knew. Hey, you learned and you grew. Right. Child. That's look. A, do you that's the point. Huh? Do you remember your first time? Oof. Yes, it was back in college, my freshman year. Okay. Do you, I mean, it you don't next, have- <laughs> Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. We'll, we'll talk about the past. It's the future. Okay. I'm just kidding. Okay. But no, yeah, but no, it was just like somebody I dated back in my freshman year of college. But again, don't want to, like, it was nothing here nor there. It was, we had our moment. It was an experience that I grew from and learned to have even better sex from there. I, I know someone that told me their first time having sex, they cried. And I was like, they oh. what? Cried and I was like, cried because it was painful. I <laughs> cried because they they said uh, cried because it was their first time. They thought it was beautiful, and I was like, oh my, oh, oh wow, well, that, that that's beautiful. They felt that way. No, I have another friend who cried. She said she cried the first time she gave head. 
Now, I think maybe she just cried because she was gagging. No. <laughs> she said she felt like she had already had sex, but given head, she felt like that was like, this, this was the last of her. Like, that was like, that was the last thing she had. And I was like, oh, wow, that's interesting. There it is. That, that is very interesting. That that perspective on giving head. Like, I don't think I even thought twice about that when I first gave a, a nigga head. Like, if I started giving head in kindergarten too, I probably would have cried either. But okay, <laughs> yeah. Oh, let's not go there. You are more from the nineties, okay? Wow, wow. Okay, but okay, yeah. Pose. Really, really good show. Did we touch on everything you wanted to touch on from the show? Is there anything? Well, there was like one thing that I want to touch on, kind of similar to what your topic was. But I know for me, one thing that kind of caught my eye on the show that I felt like me and you could probably relate to and like others around us is that like, you know, well, first off, I'll just go by saying that like, you know, I'm not a fan of PDA in general of any sort or type, but you know, I can respect it. But however, you know, on the, sh I think it was the second episode, Damon had his first little on-screen boyfriend crush appearance. Right. And, like him and the uh, young man, they had went on a date and you know at first damon was kind of put off by him because i guess like you know he had been shunned away from like i guess the ability to see that two men sharing an intimate space can be a beautiful thing and not a unnatural thing that people like to make it seem and it was like the boy made him feel comforted in that space but it's like for me, I thought, I was thinking to myself, it's like, wow, that's crazy because I feel like as a black LG, LGBT community, I don't see too much PDA exposed out here. Well, minus like places like Atlanta, but like, I don't see like too much PDA like going on like within our community. And so it's like, it just kind of stuck out to me as like, how do you feel about the situation? Like, do you feel like for PDA for you is that like, is that is that that's something like as a black gay male that took you like was that something like hard for you to I guess grasp that uh, nature, or uh, are you even still not a fan of it today? I'm personally speaking from that part of the show. Like my anxiety was through the roof. Like the part when he took him into the alley. Oh um, yes, that had my anxiety all over the place. Like I, hate baby, she could have raped her or something. At first, I thought he was like not really gay and he was gonna beat him up or something. I don't know why I thought that. Um, and then I thought uh, that he was a possibility. And I was like, oh my god, he's about to rape him. And I was just so like my anxiety was everywhere. I was like, no, oh my gosh, like this is too much. Like I was gonna be so sad if he raped him, but luckily none of that happened. I still don't trust his love interest, by the way. Um. <laughs> Well, why not? Because I don't trust these niggas, and um, <laughs> mainly, but these yeah. niggas for everybody, for everybody, and like he fucking the transgender women as well as like he he on yeah. the fucking he had me gag when I first I was like oh wow, like I know he was uh flopping well flip flopping like that actually fluid hey I'm not here to shame like, well, again, well, well yeah again no shame but again I just didn't I I didn't assume that that was shocking. Um, but I will say when it comes to PDA, 
I personally, I'm an affectionate person, naturally. Um, okay. I'm affectionate when it comes to people I'm comfortable with. Um, not necessarily, like, in a relationship-wise. I don't have to be, like, holding hands. I find couples, whether you're straight or gay, like, that hold hands in public annoying. Like, why? Mm-hmm. Are, like, we get it. Y'all are together. Can y'all move? Like, y'all holding up the line. Y'all are walking through the mall, causing traffic. Like, we get it. Y'all are together. Y'all cute. Like, move. But, yeah. um, personally, like, when it comes to... Like, my friends, like, naturally, I'm just an affectionate person. So, if I'm out in public, I'm very affectionate with friends. I'm very affectionate with family. Like, I, I'm all about energy and, like, how I feel. It. If I feel the need to me, then I will. Like, I don't have a problem with it. My cousin, who's my roommate. Yeah. She's a girl. And she's okay. straight. <laughs> and she was saying that it's interesting to be- because although she now is comfortable with gay people and like she's been around them she had never really seen them out in public like couples holding hands and pda and being so comfortable yeah here to la um, it's, it's so foreign yeah it's very common in la though like oh um, really yeah like gay couples would be out on the beach it's adorable um oh wow because like i feel like i don't get to see much of that out here in dc like well don't get me wrong okay i'll see white gay couples but again like, as i was saying like i don't see me too many like black gay couples out there doing that stuff okay so i will say that mostly the ones she has seen and i have seen are white but (laughs) see but again that privilege but yeah i mean i don't think that i don't know i I don't know if i see a lot well well you know i feel like and again to further into the topic that i wanted to get into i feel like it also has something to like do with that whole thing within within our community where like this whole discreet DL thing is like such a oh thing to be, and it's like, when are we gonna? Well, is it because basically, like, if you want to talk about that, is it because we're not taught that like affection is something that is admirable in our community? Yeah, like as black men, even though we're gay, are we not comfortable with affection? Yeah, and it's like, why is that the case? Um, conditioning, <laughs> but it's like. When are we going to learn to retrain those thoughts of patterns? Because it's like, we are living in a day and age, like, as you said, as we clearly see with the TV show, like, we are living in a day and age where it's okay to be you. Be you. And like, don't get me wrong, I understand that, you know, it's nothing that's going to happen overnight. Trust, I understand. But I when think- are we going to make those steps? I think it's based on the person, though. Because, I mean, honestly, maybe, you know, as gay couples, we know that like the relationships aren't gonna last long, so we don't want to be out in post. <laughs> but hold on, but see, and also that's that's a, that's a that's a terrible uh, narrative to place on us. But again, I understand that it is real. Yeah, they always say that like gay relationships are short. Let's be clear. I mean, lesbian relationships are you know, girl, last forever and days and on. <laughs> but like you know, as gay men, like you know, maybe that's another thing. It's like um, let's say not even PDA, but like when it comes to like social media. I don't think I'll ever be comfortable posting my love life or my love interest or whoever I'm dating on social media. And yeah, I've never been a fan of that. Yeah, it's not even to do with like and like no shade to them. Yeah, it's just more so about like I just personally just I'm an adult and I just think that it's yeah kind of childlike. So I mean that's just me personally. Yeah, because like plus nowadays in this day and age, anyways, you should be you. Well, never no, let me not say that, but I find it beneficial to more use your social platforms in a more positive light that can also enhance your brand. Well, yes, but some people's relationships are their brand. 
Uh, well, hey, well then, well then, if that's your brand, well then, hey, that's you then. I mean, I think that's interesting. Um, but yeah, I would never do that. And anyone that I, you know, talk to and or go or if I'm considering dating them, they will know that. Like, I put on social media to me what I want to share. Like, I don't care to share my personal life in that way. And that's just me personally. I think I, I, I've always believed a private life is a happy life. Um, and yeah. So, so, so like, say for instance, how would you feel if you went on a date with somebody like right now and they wanted to like show like PDA, like holding your hand, how would you feel in, in that situation? It depends on the energy. Like, I'm not against it, but I have to feel it. It has to be natural. It has to be, you know, organic. I'm not going to force it. And if I'm not feeling that energy with you, then I'm not going to indulge. But um, if it's someone I'm really feeling, I'm, I'm weird. It depends on what date this is, though. Like, I really don't fuck <laughs> Why has it got to have all those uh, uh, factors involved? Well, I mean, because it's about energy. And if I don't True. feel okay, I rarely like people. Like, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> you, I feel the same way. You know me. It takes a yeah. while to like someone. Like I can give you an honest chance, and like I'm open to getting to know you. But to actually like you, then I have no problem, you know, with that. Um, but I'm not gonna like force it. Like it's our first date or second date, and you want to just hold my hand, like, and I'm not really feeling you, and you're a weirdo, then I'm just not gonna be into it. True. So I understand. Of course, of course. But that's you know, do whatever makes you guys happy. If y'all like. Exactly. In the mall, holding hands and holding up traffic, and well, well, hold on, don't don't hold up the traffic. But yes, if you want to sit on the side of the park, kiss your man and all that, yes, do that. Well, hold on, well, that's one form of PDA that I just don't want to see, and that's a old nasty man <laughs> tugging down some young some young girl. That's so nasty. Oh my god, I thought you were gonna say public ejaculation. Oh, well, girl, you went way further than what I was about to go. <laughs> well, we see where your mind is at. That would bother. But no, but no, like, there's one more thing that I really just wanted to talk about, which kind of just wanted to give, an, again, just another props to Pose about, was just the fact of how many beautiful, talented trans women that they had a part of this TV show, just whether it was on screen or behind the screen writing in the film in the uh, writing for the script. It was like just, uh, this show has really like broadcasted and like raised the bar for the transgender community. And like, I'm really happy to see that for them. Yeah, I agree. And um, uh, the character that plays, Ele the actress that plays Electra. Um, yes, mother. I was watching her on- Hi, is my cheekbones. <laughs> it was a show on Oxygen called Strut, and it was about the first Yes, I love that show. I love that show, and that's when they introduced Lace Ashley, who is one uh, fine specimen of oof, uh, He can do whatever he wants to me, baby. <laughs> um, Here, in person. I saw oh, really? Him, him and Isis King at a yes. store. Yes. Absolutely beautiful, and I was like, yo. Where'd you see, like, uh, like, did you get to, like, touch him like at least hold his hand <laughs> that that definitely would have been creepy and um <laughs> that could have ended not well but um so he, i admired from a distance in the store and he was he was absolutely beautiful but i see so many like being in la you see so many people that are like you know on tv because i mean it's just normal um <laughs> like so it's so it's just that normal over there like oh i could see 
any given probably celebrity at any time of day? Um, kind of, but again, it's it's kind of tricky because when you say celebrity, a lot of these people are reality stars. So yeah, but yes, them too. So, um, and I think being in LA and seeing these people work, like it just really just makes you understand that these are regular people who just happen to land bomb jobs. Like literally, that's true. Like, so I don't I don't really idolize them in that way. I did get to meet my man Crush Monday though. Y'all know I love Broderick Hunter. Uh, absolutely beautiful oh gosh chocolate model mm-hmm. don't do that uh, he is absolutely gorgeous and i got to meet him and my friend introduced me to him because he had knew him and i was so like freaked out because i'm like oh my gosh like i'm not ready for this so anyways you know he introduced me and told him i was a fan of his work and we did one of those weird you know like handshake slash hug things that you know like straight men like to do <laughs> and yeah like I could have just melted and died a happy person at that moment. Yeah, he was um, he was awesome. He a little cute chocolate dude or whatever. He is. He is. He is. Um, but about the show. Oh yeah, what was the question again? Sorry, I, I, my mind is all. Of, all of... I was talking about how the show had broadcasted the light on so many okay. trans women, and, and you were talking about um, Strut, the TV show with where yeah. uh, Electra came from. <laughs> That's why I was introduced to her on that show, and she was absolutely amazing. So I'm really glad to see that she made it to mainstream. Yes, because she absolutely. plays that role. Yeah, they're all amazing. Like yes. they're actually, um, you know, I love love like Laverne Cox. I absolutely adore her. Yeah. No, but I think that she should make a cameo because I think she's just like. That would so- be interesting to see how they could bring her to the show. But again, I want them to, to again make it like a true cameo, like nothing like they just throw in the mix all random, like though. Yeah, like Empire second season, like when they're throwing all <laughs> random celebrity cameos. <laughs> Empire <laughs> had to go through its rough phases. <laughs> Back to its goodness That's now. Absolutely horrible. I just can't see. I can't believe it's still on. But I but but no, it's gotten better. But again, not to highlight their show today, to highlight Pose. But like yeah. no, like even. Angel, like when I tell you that girl is so stunning, uh, I adore her. Though again, I hate the fact that she she got that white boy out there making her look stupid. But what do you mean? I, That's a beautiful love story. No, he did you not just see that he left her on Christmas? And like again, don't get me wrong, I didn't knew the shit was gonna happen because again, he wasn't no good no ways. But like no. I have hope for them. I have Child, hope. I don't got not a look. In the words of uh, Crystal and uh, Kid Fury, break up with him. Wow. The girl, keep that apartment, girl. And as you said, <laughs> focus on your uh, outfits for the ball and take up your coins for a little bit till you can, you know, get your own place. Or even if you just want to save up your coins to the fact to wear. You just want to have on some money and go back to Blanca's house. You I can still do that. It's because his bitch ass wife wanted to trip that night, and that's why he could. No, he just he just ain't no good. Like 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 most white men out there ain't no good. Wow, oh, wow, problematic. Yes, yeah. okay. uh, sorry, sorry to be problematic people, but you know oh. it's true. Your, your your history shows it. Your history shows it. Oh, okay. Speaking that- of white men, okay. So you and I both share in this love that I have, we have, for a very beautiful soul. Uh, Artist. Who is he? Sam Smith. Uh. 
I call him Samuel. Um, so let's not get too formal with my man now. I absolutely love him. And like, if you follow me on social media, I'm always posting Sam Smith, and like, he's just such a beautiful like soul, beautiful spirit, beautiful artist. He's amazing. He's talented. He's my dream guy. So, but you know, well, Bay just never does any wrong though. Doesn't any wrong at all. Which I really. Nah. You are someone who likes Sam Smith as much as I do. Because I'm about to bring this up. I'm going to switch topics a little. I post Sam Smith a lot because I really do love him. And I'll um, make you to stop that because, you know, that's my man. And I don't want people getting the wrong idea that you're out here. You know, well, or, 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 or I don't want people to think that my man is a two-time and cheat. Well, he they, comes home to me every night. Well, they do. And I, <laughs> um, I do love him. And I think he's amazing. I love how transparent he is. I love how authentic he is through his music, through his words. And... You know, I do like him, but I get a lot of backlash about always posting Sam Smith. Some people find him not attractive, so they're just like, what? what? Right. Some people also say he's, he's a white man. So it, it made me wonder, is like interracial dating still a sensitive topic? And also, I put a mm -hmm. up on my Instagram story last week about Save the Last Dance, which is my favorite movie. And yes. Shawna, Sarah, Sarah, Shawna. <laughs> yes. That's my movie from beginning to end. Right. So somebody was like, you don't like black movies. And I was like, well, I like Save the Last Dance. It's my favorite movie. And it's a black movie. And they're like, no, it's not. So I put a uh, asking people, is it a, considered a black movie or a white yeah. Although the main character is white, so everyone said it's actually a biracial movie, which makes sense. Yeah. I say it's, it's a multicultural movie. <laughs> right. I feel like it's very black. The only thing is Sarah happens to be white, and she's thrown into black. Yeah. But then her daddy, thrown in the mix, and, the, and then her, her dumbass white friend tells up. Uh, <laughs> what did she say? Um, they got white guys out there? No, bitch. They got niggas out here. <laughs> Well, she said, you're going to end up on Ter Jerry Springer wanting who your baby daddy is. <laughs> When I tell you that was so wrong, but yet still <laughs> funny as fuck to me. I'm like, uh, white bitch, you don't know. I will fuck you up. But, girl, that was funny as shit, though. So my question is, is interracial dating still an issue? Mm. I don't know. Because, well, you know, you know, I'm kind of, I'm an in-betweener. Because, you know, again, as you said, I do have a loving affection for Sam Smith because he is a gorgeous and beautiful soul. But, however, as I've told you before, and Again, a lot of my friends know that, like, though, again, I would love to date a white man. However, just something just keeps me back from it just because, again, just something in my soul tells me they're going to try me one day in the wrong way. And just I don't know how I will respond to that. So, OK, so you think if Sam Smith really was to but see, but see, but see, somebody like Sam Smith wouldn't do that because, again, I like. I I've 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 have assessed Sam Smith to like again though I don't know him personally yes however from the music that he puts out and just from the way that he carries himself in the media I can tell that like he's not about that but again hey I could be wrong I agree but I have a pretty good like I'm pretty good about energy so I felt a good energy from him now Donald Trump asked. Oh my I God. know that nigga ain't shit and ain't, nothing, ain't about where, people of color at all. Where is this comparison coming from? First and foremost, <laughs> I sorry. Don't think I just had to tell. It, it's he been working my nerves lately, so I just had to cut my girl. Sorry, sorry. Bro, let it all out in the burn book. So, <laughs> I agree 
of what you said about Sam Smith, and my friends will argue me down. A lot of people hate the fact that I love him and I'm obsessed with him. And one of yeah. my boyfriends loves to be like, wow, he's problematic. And he's going to call you the N-word one day, and then you're going to call us over there. We got to beat his ass. And I was like, no. What's the, what's the okay, well, okay, to give you a better example to what I was saying earlier. Like, okay, somebody like Sam Smith, I wouldn't see him, like, do anything wrong just because he has, like, a sweet soul. Now, for instance, somebody like maybe a badass, well, I would just say, like, matter of fact, you know a Justin Bobby for, uh, back from the hills? Oh, he was so sexy. Yeah, sexy as fuck, right? But I felt like he was to say some problematic shit to me that I would have to wrap him up by that hair real quick and say, hold up. He's an asshole, though. Like, he's like an asshole. Exactly. Exactly, but those be the cute white boys. Exactly, like I mean, we all know that you know I'm going growing out of that phase of being attracted to assholes, and you know a good asshole sometimes is really, really you know it's it's fun, but you but can't, problematic as hell. Yeah, you can't go too far, of course. But he said that Sam Smith would end up calling me the N word one day, and he would be ass. I remember, like, I would literally break it up and be like, he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it. <laughs> just, just not defend him. <laughs> wow you're so blind oh my gosh no so recently you know it was father's day i think yes uh my favorite holiday by the way so how about am i i don't follow the shade room for many reasons and I, I don't um but somehow it ended up popping up on my newsfeed someone like posting something so i went and i saw that emily b from Fab's, you know, baby's mother. Oh, child. I gave him a girl. What she do? A happy Father's Day shout out with the kid. <laughs> like you're such an amazing Oof. father, and you love me and the kid. Like I love the way you love. It was just like such baby. She, she's crazy. Everybody was going in on those fucking comments, and I was I was just dying laughing because I was just like, this is so sad though. Like, and I just don't know <laughs> what to say about that. Like, I baby, was, didn't he just? Beat your ass like in front of the social media pages, girl. In like what? But but again, again, girl. No 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 tea no shit. I don't know your life, girl. So there may be a reason why you still holding on. But from the outside world, girl, you just look pure crazy. Dick too bomb, girl. The dick will ruin your life, girl. Let it go. So. But, but so why did she post this? It was Father's Day. What do you mean? But ma'am, this man just disrespected you the last time we saw you in the media with him and now you're back to having his back and he ain't never had came out and said nothing and apologies to you. He literally beat her ass in front of her father, like threatening her in front of her father. It was really disturbing to watch. But um Girl. Niggas out here problematic these days too. So hell, that's we're the not, reason why we're not even can't gonna, have a man. We're not even gonna get into that right now, okay? Because that's layered, and um, we don't have the time. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so we'll, we'll save it for next time. Okay, so next, I wanted to, you know, I meant to say this whenever we're speaking on like kind of the LGBT. Thing. Um, I guess the little girl who played Rue in the Hunger Games, I actually don't know her name as an actress. I felt really, like, unprepared, obviously. Let, let's look it up while you keep talking about it. Okay, so she came out, though, as um as gay or lesbian, I guess you can say. And she's still fairly young. 
Um, and I saw that on the shade room as well. And yes. it was crazy because a lot of people were commenting like, girl, nobody's surprised. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Why I, would they say I, that? I know. It was so weird. Cause I'm like, what? I, I mean, I'm surprised. I wouldn't have thought. Said she was a little girl. How would y'all expect that? They were like really going in. Like they are so rude on the shade room. Wow. That's so <laughs> crazy. Like people rude. just are horrible. Yeah. They don't care. But oh, anyway, her name is uh, Amandla Steinberg. Steinberg. Okay. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. I remember that it was, it's weird because it's not Amanda. It's Amandla. I yeah. thought that. But. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. Okay, you better add your little um, L in there to make a difference. Yeah, she is. Shout out to her. Um, but she recently came out in an interview, um, you know, as gay. or And I thought that was so interesting because she's still so young. So I think yeah. that it comes to the next generation, I do think that they're a lot more comfortable, becoming a lot more comfortable with sexuality and like exploring themselves and kind of living. Yeah, definitely. Which I think is a good thing, obviously, because there's so many people that don't have the courage to do so that are like, can you think about people that are like way older that literally still are closeted? Child, I cannot imagine. But again, like I said, they live in a different generation. So like for those who are, at least again, in my opinion, I feel like for those who are 45 and above, I feel like I'm more understanding of them rather than somebody who is 35 and to 20. But again, not my narrative, so I'm not going to dig into it too much. Right. So, I mean, I can't make anyone come out and live their truth if you don't want to. And if you're happy. Exactly. But again, the grass is green on, on the other side. You think so? I would think so. I think it would be a way better place because these girls out here living in delusion by trying to get with the uh, so-called trade, discreet niggas, and to find out, girl, that ain't going to do nothing but lead you down a life full of stress and pain. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, I feel like whether you're DL or trade or not, niggas lead you to a lot of stress and pain. So, <laughs> And that is true as well niggas in general so shout outs to her and that's really awesome i think that's really really dope okay so one of the topics i really want to discuss this is my topic i'm bringing to the panel okay. next day. um but <laughs> do you miss that stupid not next case we are not giving kaya any shout outs on here <laughs> she's a disrespectful gutter snipe just kidding i love kaya she's a disrespectful nasty hoe you guys were just living for that show. Let's be clear. Look, I, and, and again, that's what, I, that's what I say. I take it back because, again, I still live for Kaya. Because Kaya, oh my God. I tell you, she reads the girls and I, and I gag. Don't get She can't go too far. But, <laughs> baby, when I tell you, she can snatch a whole wig together. She's miserable, okay? So. <laughs> but, look, she taught me the most important lesson in life, though. Don't trust no nigga, no. No. Can't trust <laughs> these niggas, no. Look. You got to give her respect. You better R-E-S-P-E-C-T respect me. Poetry. Poetry. <laughs> Look, it's a little elementary, but it's, it's, still, it's still a hit. Pretty much. If Baddie Baby and Cardi B can be out here, you know. Child, not Baddie Baby. That, that, that's a debacle in itself. <laughs> like, have you listened to any of her music, though? To hell, no. I, no matter of fact, um, the, the only time I heard her music was because that time for Broccoli Fest when Jameson and Jonte and uh, Elijah came up here. 
they was playing that shit. I'm like, why are y'all playing this ignorant child's music? <laughs> she up here fighting with other little 13-year-old white girls on Instagram in the street. Like, girl, you first off, you ain't even about that life, baby girl. Can you please sit down that- and go back to your um preparatory school and get your education, please? Yo, it's hilarious. One thing I will say, as problematic as I do feel, I have listened to a few of her songs accidentally. Heard uh, one. I and- would rather you listen to City Girls than her. Than her. Oh, no, I can't. <laughs> a bop is a bop, though, I will say. Like, her producers and the team she's working with are really, really good, though. Like, you can tell. Whoever's doing her writing, her producing. Because it's it's a bop. Like, she has a song, it's Gucci Flip Flops. And it is very, it's a bop. It really is. Like, Girl. Now, I see, guess I ain't heard it, so I can't speak for that. On the other hand, I have tried, I feel like I try to give everyone an equal shot, honestly. Okay, but, fair. I get into them. Like, I remember feel like, I felt like I was losing brain cells trying to, like, listen to their songs. And uh, I still am. I, I didn't know what the fuck they were saying. Because they don't be, that, that's that's the point. They don't be saying shit. <laughs> that's 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 the point. They don't be saying shit out here in their music no more. And, and that's the reason why I, I don't listen to half of these uh, teeny boppers and whatever they talk about. City Girls. Huh? I was talking about city girls. Oh shit! I thought you were talking about uh, the little baddie girl. No, I don't understand what the city girls are saying in their music. Oh, I no. Talk- no, hold on, city girls. No, hold on. I love their music because uh, my two favorite songs on the album. First, of course, "Where the Bag At." Like that song is like again. Well, first off, for those of you who don't know me, but Zakora, you know, I love sh- stripper music, and so like that's what it gets me. Very stripper music, like. <laughs> That song and movie, like, uh, those two songs go the fuck in. You remember? It reminds me when you said that of like, oh, I sound like such a like I sound so fucking whack. I know, but um, an older episode of Love and Hip Hop when I did try to watch it, I absolutely can't watch that anymore either. God, that's trash. Uh, when Jessica Dime was trying to get into her rap career, <laughs> um, for Jermaine Dupree. Oh, girl. He's like, oh my god, it's like stripper fight music. I love it. <laughs> That's <laughs> different fight music, yes. Oh my, cause like, cause like, but you know, like, just stripper music, like, just gets you going. Like, stripper music is like the place where you gonna find a good beat. Okay, look, and like, they got, like, they have the sound. Like, Miami though, they have they, huh? Their sound is very Miami. Well, I won't say it's just Miami. It's just like stripper music is like, like that's a lane. Like, and well, I, I would say they're creating. A lane for like sh- we're, we're not creating because like I feel like Cash Doll was like kind of like that originator, but like the girls are like having a stripper music lane because again hell all the girls some loving hip hop done came up on it like especially Cardi B number one which again she just a stripper she said she ain't never fuck but yes okay yeah I, I feel like that's like a, a whole lane that's so again that's why I can like respect like the city goes because like at least they talking about their experiences though though again it may not be relatable to me because I've never done it but however to the next stripper out there who's trying to get up off the pole to get uh to a, a rapid career she can uh know that it's possible through these girls yes I agree and in the words of Nicki Minaj I support these strippers <laughs> so apparently the TV movie awards came on movie slash 
music. It's a movie slash television awards. You know they changed it. Like the format of it is a little different. No, I don't know they did that. Um, yeah, it's something a little different. You know, like I feel like all these award shows are nothing like they used to be because it's like now millennials taking over. Yeah, and trying to make it something new. Yeah. So basically, I want to say shout outs to Michael B. Jordan though for accepting his award for best villain. Mm, hey, babe. Come on, come on, Right. It should have been for being sexiest villain. Girl, because that he was. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, but basically, he threw a little shade during his speech. It was very similar to, um, very similar to when Issa Rae threw her shots when she was hosting. Um, the Kanye. Right. Um, what did he say? He basically was just like, I'm really honored. I, re- I really didn't expect to win this award. Um, I was sure that it was going to go to Roseanne. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. That's a good Roseanne. I Shit, but her, but her honky ass. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry. Sorry to see the people. But, again, she's another problem, problematic character out there who, again, who is using her platform to promote ignorance. So, again, I don't give a shit about her either. Well, I thought it was just funny. I thought it was hilarious. I thought I love the fact that like us, like all these black celebrities, like Issa Rae and like Michael B. Jordan, are being yeah, so like, unapologetic and like like they're using their platform to speak their case. And like give, they're fighting for right our people. Give a big fuck you, basically, in the face. Yeah. Oh, it's it's beautiful, actually. It's beautiful in the face of ignorance. I love it. Um, and then shout out to Lena Wade who accepted the Trailblazer Award. And ba- her friend was beautiful. Yes, basically she contributed the entire award to honor Paris' burning and the cast of Paris' burning. She, yes. She's so gay. I love it. Like, she's so... I beautiful. love it. Like, that is my movie. So amazing. Um, But she was just basically giving shout-outs to them and saying they're the real trailblazers, and we're now standing on the shoulders of these people. That's, that's true, though, because, again, we don't... We don't, like I said, we don't see that in our community nowadays. It's like, I feel like it's something that is definitely missing. But I do see a light for it in the near future, though. But again, just it's going to take people who really want to stand up and fight for a change to get that change to happen. Well, I think that, you know, um, definitely just seeing more queer people in mainstream media and black queer people specifically, um, it's really dope. All right, until next time, this has been Politically Uncensored. Make sure you guys tune in for the second episode. We'll be coming soon. And yeah, I'm really excited you guys enjoyed. Thanks, guys. We appreciate you so much. All right, bye. Bye.